0: Some of you have asked how you can help us, while most of us would say we want wine. (laughs) Italian Wine Podcast is a publicly funded, sponsor-driven enterprise that needs the moolah. You can donate through Patreon or GoFundMe by heading to italianwinepodcast.com. We would appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the Italian Wine Podcast. I'm Cynthia Chaplin and this is Voices. Every Wednesday, I will be sharing conversations with international wine industry professionals, discussing issues in diversity, equity, and inclusion through their personal experiences working in the field of wine. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate our show wherever you get your pods. Hello, this is Cynthia Chaplin from Voices, and today I have the pleasure of chatting with Silvia Ghiraldi. She's an expert in public relations, hospitality, and marketing in the wine industry. She works as a consultant for wine companies and as an educator teaching hospitality and wine experience, marketing management, and enogastronomy tourism. She's currently collaborating with Tenuta Il Quinto in Tuscany, and it's a great pleasure to have her here with us at Wine to Wine today. Welcome, Sylvia. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure. Thank you for the invitation. I'm really happy to be here. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's, our, it's our first day at Wine to Wine and our first podcast interview for the marathon. So we're having a happy morning. And I just want to talk to Sylvia a bit about what she's doing in the industry. So I know you've got degrees in tourism science and economics and communication. And originally you were working with 2EI in travel. Um, so what got you interested in wine and tourism? How did you put those two things together? Oh, my background
1: is in tourism, but uh, I love wine. So my question uh, for the product in, in general, for the astronomy in general. Um, then, a summer of many years ago, I worked for a festival in Cortona, in Tuscany, and the target was mainly American tourists. And I had the opportunity to design and deliver the first experiences related to food and wine.
0: And I realized it
1: would be an interesting niche of pleasure tourism. Um, As the panorama of cultural consumption is changing so much in the recent year, um, tourism is moving towards a more exponential form of consumption. So I thought a wine that is an exponential product for the characteristic itself could probably satisfy the expectation of emerging cultural demand. So later I went to New York to work for Sally Fisher Public Relations Agency, and a lot of customers of this agency, were uh, Italian wineries. And then I, went back in Italy, I started to work for important wine companies. I was lucky enough to immediately enter a in in Bulgaria. Then I was PR and hospitality manager at Petra, della Moretti, uh, the seller designed by Mario Botta. And then I worked for Antinori. And actually, during the years, my initial tuition as been confirmed. And although uh, wine tourists can be considered a relatively really recent industry, it's a fast-growing and financially luc- lucrative segment. And uh, wine-related activities are not longer complementary experience, but they are a key element for segment of leisure tourism.
0: I think that's so true. So much of what we do now doesn't just have to be about the wine, what's in the bottle, what's in the glass. A lot of it is about the storytelling, um, where we are, where the wine is from, what grapes they are, and and how important they are, how native they are to their area. So I also see a connection between wine and tourism. And I think we're really seeing that grow and and boom, especially now after COVID. So uh, I hope we'll be seeing some more, but you're an ice sommelier, so am I. So you are working as a sommelier and I'm just wondering how your qualification has helped you in your PR work? Why PR is an hybrid profession?
1: And technical knowledge is a good starting point, I think, but I believe it is meaning um, to be flexible and to know different things. I, I say that we must have a technical background, ground and know the product, but at the same time it's important to understand communication and sales logics, how to manage the information about production, and to create a project that has currents in all those components. Um, it's important to have an overall and compressive vision and how and know how to convey uh, it externally in order to move the curiosity and influence the choice of the.
0: I think you're so right. Uh, Putting together a technical background, a sommelier background or uh, a WSET background, those sorts of things does make it easier to put together the marketing aspect and the, the tourism aspect. So just having that qualification, even though you haven't worked as a sommelier, it's useful. And I think that's something that people need to understand. Getting those qualifications doesn't mean you're going to work in a restaurant forever. It means that you have a technical background. So, I just wanted to ask you what you think about sustainable wine tourism. It's a big word these days, being sustainable. Is it possible to create sustainable wine tourism in Italy? How do we combat the negative effect of long flights and driving around in cars and buses? Um, What would you like to see happen in the field of wine tourism in the next few years? Are you enjoying this podcast? Don't forget to visit our YouTube channel, Mama Jumbo Shrimp, for fascinating videos covering Stevie Kim and her travels across Italy and beyond, meeting winemakers, eating local foods, and taking in the scenery. Now, back to the show.
1: I think that generally speaking, high quality food and wine is a sector that offers a good level of best practices and uh, in, in sustainable tourism and it's possible to observe that the effort is to create an experience around the product, putting together culture, green um, economy and development. focusing on hospitality for mine often means to overcome the concept of product quality, moving to the one of process quality. And uh, producing wine doesn't mean only creating a product but also generating value uh, I think that in the best cases establish that the wine hospitality is not only a tourist product, but can also help funding a um, cultural district. And in somehow I think that uh, I would like to see in the future that the sector offering innovative services able to improve not only the tourist experiences, but also the quality of life of
0: those living the tourist
1: destination, the tourist
0: oh. territory. That's such a good point. I think people often don't think about the fact that bringing um, tourism to wine areas doesn't help just the wine producers. It also helps other people in the local area, you know, for for shopping, for other local products, for dining out, restaurants, um, all kinds of things. stablimento if you're near a beach, things like that. So there's a big part of uh, what we don't kind sort of the invisible sector that's affected by wine tourism. Mm-hmm. That's a good. And it's so important in
1: terms of hospitality to uh, create connection and and a achieve uh, with all its stakeholders. So for both, the, the actors are important. So this is for me sustainability.
0: I think that's great. I, I think people tend to forget that sustainability is not just about the soil and the air. It's about the people as well. If everyone moves away because they don't have a job, it's not sustainable. Exactly. So, uh, where do most of your clients come from, Sylvia? I'm just curious. I'm well, assuming they're not mostly Italian. They must be mostly foreign.
1: Yeah, this, this thing changed a lot in the last year. So, uh, and change if you think uh, about big companies like where I was before, like Duvalier, you know, uh, Taramoretti, that we have people from all over around the world, Tokyo to United States. Now in. in uh, Pinto, that is more in the south of Maremma, uh, we have more Italian, both because it's an area that is not, I mean, a must-have area in, in my destination, not yet, not yeah. yet, exactly, but, um, and because of COVID uh, problems, so uh, we, we start to have, in the last few months, again,
0: Americans and people from all over the world,
1: but, but you
0: know, uh, we still have more Italian Right. That's so interesting because often I find that a lot of what's happening is still coming from foreign foreign influx, foreign tourists who are coming in, but it's nice to know that Marema is getting visited by Italians themselves. I think that's really important. So they feel invested in what's happening in the industry too, which is is great. I just wanted to ask you before we go about the next generation of wine drinkers. We've all seen a lot of statistics lately that are a little bit scary. People between the ages of 20 and 30 aren't drinking wine as much as they used to do. They're not moving towards wine as they get a little older and have a little more money in their pockets. So, with Gen Z and beyond, do you think they're going to respond to wine tourism and wine marketing? How do we capture the imagination of this type of a consumer? They're very different from the previous generation.
1: In terms of their behavior, I think they are a really good, cool generation. They are open minded, very more multicultural. They prefer to avoid labels. And they are also very interested in uh, including how, to, how food and beverage products are created. So I think these new consumers seem to seek some cultural production that shifts its core value from certified quality and expert evaluation uh, to provision of an intense. Um informational and knowledge endowment. So maybe they request for more basic wine education uh, from the industry in the attempt to make wine more approachable. Uh, a fundamental motivation behind like consumption could be represented by an, an increasing learning process, which starts maybe with a first occasional contact that stimulates that curiosity, followed by a deeper ability to elaborate critically. To choose the products. And uh, once a sufficient level of knowledge is reached, the, pro- the process leads to, on one end, a growing demand of culture and willingness to pay, and on the other end, to an enhancement of the expectation of product. So maybe they would love to have more options to less expensive wine like tasting, more sampling in wine shop to try it before advertising. So in this context, I think that winery hospitality, wine tourism, become a great opportunity to create value around wine and create synergy between people (laughs) that run the winery and guests uh, can represent the the way to reach reputation. The visitor we meet in the cellar express the interest to be part of a comprehensive and evolving project. And that is the right path to me to capture the imagination customer
0: that's 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 a really good approach i think do you find that they're asking for natural wines or bio-organic wines or gluten-free wines is that something you hear a lot about when they're coming
1: i think they um they search for immersive experience both in their i mean natural wine or maybe their normal wine they they really want to be part of something, to know how
0: we, we reach this resulting
1: product. So, both.
0: I think you're right. and I think they like to spend time in the vineyard. They like to see where the grapes were growing. They yeah. really want, as you said, immersive experience. Um, it's been such a pleasure talking to you about this. Thank you so much for coming and sharing thank your you. time. And I hope you have a great time at Wine to Wine this for sure. For sure, thank you very much.